0: Our care members and volunteers and friends in the Ladrang, and there's of course our sincere practitioners that are in um, KH1 right now, who's been doing the blog uh, teachings. Um, So I want to speak to you guys just for a few moments, and it's like this. Um, I'm really, really, really here in Malaysia to bring Dharma To people who are ready, and people who will be ready soon, and people who will be ready in the future. I really don't have any other purpose to stay in Malaysia. I don't really have any any purpose to hang out anywhere, not just in Malaysia. I really have left America to stay in the monastery. And um, I'm very happy in the monastery, and I love the monastery. And the monastery has everything that I would want for my life. And um, when I was sent out of the monastery to go teach, it was very sad for me, but at the same time, um, it was the command of my teachers. Because it was the command of my teachers and the the, um, instructions of my teachers, I listened and I followed. So in any case, being sad would mean that I'm being very selfish because if I have true faith and I have true confidence in my spiritual teachers then I would have a lot a lot of happiness in whatever instructions they give me so if my teachers give me, ha- give me instructions and I feel happy then that means that I'm lessening my selfish mind Why? because I trust my teachers wisdom more than my own so therefore when I say I'm sad I don't mean it in a negative way I don't mean it in a negative way But I mean it in a way that I miss the monastery very much. Anyways, um, I have been uh, blogging a lot of information. And the information hits different facets of life. It hits different types of um, backgrounds and different interests and different likes. So the latest post that I put up is on Vanguini. And the reason I put it on Vanguini is because... A few of our members and a few of our members, well, a few of the people connected to our members have passed away. And a few of our members connected people will be passing away in the very near future. And the teachings that I gave a few months back, I already mentioned that this year there will be some close people who will be passing away. And so at the time of death, whatever we think is important right now, however righteous we are, or however strong or weak or sad or happy we are, it doesn't matter because if we were to die tonight, if we were to pass away tonight, if tonight was the last night we will ever breathe again, or ever see or move again, would we act, would we behave, would we move around, and would we be sad or happy at the things that we are experiencing? of course not if we were to die today if we were to die tonight of course we wouldn't be happy or sad at the things that we are happy or sad about today because it wouldn't matter at the time of death so therefore to me what I figure is this that in life it goes by very fast the timing for life goes by very very fast if you look back at your life and you look at yourself and you examine yourself carefully you ask where did all the years go by when you look at your face and you look at your hair and you look at your body and the size and the shape, you have to ask yourself, where did all the time pass? Where am I now? And then, is it going to get better in the next years coming? Am I going to get younger? Am I going to get better? Am I going to get healthier? Am I going to get stronger? Or is it going to get worse? So, when we look at ourselves clearly in the mirror and we face the truth, things do not get better. Things will deteriorate because that's the nature of existence. Hence, when we meditate on what I'm explaining to you, when when you think about what I'm explaining to you, when, I'm, when you are focusing on what I'm explaining to you, those are all points for transformation. Because when you focus and meditate on what I'm explaining to you, your mind will transform. So it's very very important that we do Vajuganis practice today. It's very important that we adopt Vajuganis as are Yidam today. It's very, very important for us to do Vajrayogini's practice today. It's very important that we start immediately. And we should never make excuses. We should never make 50 excuses why we can't do Dharma today. We should never make 50 excuses. Why? In fact, even when we receive the Dharma, we should be very respectful. We should be very still. We should not be moving or fidgeting around We should not think this or that. We should not disturb other people. We should not disturb our own mind. We should be very respectful and very still and very calm to listen to the Dharma. Why? Because Dharma is something we should respect. Why? Because Dharma can change our life, change our son, change our daughter, change our future. Do you know how many mothers I have who come to me now and they say, I wish I had listened to you to do what I, had, what I was supposed to do before so that my children would have been okay now. I'm having child problems with my children now. I'm having difficulties with my children now because I wish I had done what I had done before. So my point is, what is? When we have the chance now to do Dharma, we should do Dharma. And what kind of Dharma would I like you guys to do? A few days ago I put up a posting on Vajugini. It is short, it is sweet, it is easy, and it is especially tailored for our modern, so-called busy, distracted peoples. So if you look at my blog site, where I have the latest post on Vajrayogini, there's something there for mothers, there's something there for fathers, there's something there for single people, older people, younger people. There's something there for people who are busy, there is something there for people who are not busy, there is something there for serious practitioners, there is something there for people who are new in Dharma. So if you look at my latest Vajugini post and you read it carefully, I gave a talk on it to the liaisons about four or five days ago. And I've asked Paris and David to write a little commentary on the top teachings that I gave, and it is on the Vajogini post in the comment section. And what I would like all of you to do is to read the Vajugni post carefully. At least once a week. Read it carefully because it's not long. And read the comments section by Paris and by David because they further explain what I explained in that post. So if you start doing that practice now, it will benefit you. It will benefit your parents it will benefit your grandparents it will benefit your children why let me explain and you listen very carefully because if we have a barrel or we have a bucket and we put water inside and the water overflows (coughs) it will make everything around the bucket wet also that means the water affects everything around it not just inside the bucket it will affect everything around the bucket so therefore, if we have our family members around us, if we have our children and we have people around us that we really love and we really care, then giving them food and money and house is great, but that will not be enough. Why will that not be enough? It wasn't enough for you. Look at yourself. Your parents gave you food and house and education. They gave you your body. They gave you um, uh, morals but that wasn't enough to be happy in life. It wasn't enough to survive. It wasn't enough to do what you needed to do. Was, were they at fault? No. They weren't at fault. That is the nature of samsara. So if you look at yourself, was it enough just to get food and love and care and education? No, it wasn't. So if you're doing the same thing for your children or your friends or your partners, it will not be enough for them too. What do you need to top off everything? Dharma. Dharma. You need to give your children dharma. But you can't give your children dharma if you don't practice dharma. Because when your children have difficulties and problems and sufferings in the future, and they will, like you did. When you were children, everything is fine. When you grow up, then all the problems come. How did you solve it? You made a lot of mistakes and made a lot of problems for yourself. Not because you're bad. You didn't have any other way. You didn't know how. So therefore, if we practice dharma, we will inspire others, people around us, our relatives, our relatives. Our children, our friends, our wives, our husbands, our partners will inspire people around us. If we, if we speak Dharma to others, the only way others people will listen is if we do it. For example, if I don't do Dharma practice, if I don't keep my commitments, if I'm not sincere, none of you would be here. There would not be 13 departments in Kichara House. There will not be more and more people coming to Kichara House. Why? If I am not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and, I don't, and I'm don't, not sincere, how will I influence you? So how will you influence other people if you yourself don't do Dharma? This is not criticism. This is not a scolding. This is food for thought. Food for thought. So therefore, I put on the Vajugini post, Vajugini, because our center's Yidan is Vajugini and Tongkaba. And if you read my post carefully, Songkaba and Vajugini are one being, they just manifest differently, but their body and the symbols on their body represents the complete path to enlightenment. So if you look at the blog carefully, and you read the blog carefully, and you go over carefully, and you study more and more, you will see how intensely profound and how deep that blog post really is, and how easy it is to share. Everyone should have a Vajugini image. Everyone should. Should have a Vajragini altar. Everyone should have a Vajragini shrine. Big, small, bigger the better, but big is subjective according to our budgets. And to do it well and to dedicate it to our loved ones and dedicate it to the people that have been kind to us and to start Vajragini's practice as I have written on the block. If you start as I have written on the block, then it is the same as if you have re- received her empowerment. Then in the future. We are now building our 700 capacity prayer hall in Sanway Mass. The next project will be building Minara Kichara. The next project, or the, con- the concurrent project, will be KWPC. And when those all come up, especially in KWPC, pr- maybe even in Minara Kichara, I will be giving select groups of people Vajrayana's practice. I will be giving select groups of people her commentary and her meditation and passing down the lineage to people. And then we'll have secret, intense retreats on Vajra Gini because I really want to create practitioners. Some people say, well, can I start now? Uh, well, you can't do her mantra. You can't do her meditation. You cannot do her practice because her practice requires high level of practitioners or people who are highly ready. So how do you get ready? You don't, get, you don't do do Gini's practice when you get it. You have to start doing Vajjiginese practice now. You need to prepare yourself now in order that you can get the practice. You see, you don't go to the Olympics and then start running. Before you go to the Olympics, you have to train your body for 5 to 10 years to get it in shape and get it ready and win contests. You, know, you have to win uh, local contests, you know, uh, state contests, national contests, international contests before you can get to the Olympics. You don't just start running and practicing when you get to the Olympics. Well, Vajra is like the Olympics. You have to start now. You have to start training now. So everything I have posted on the Vajragini blog, do not pick what you like and ignore what you, cannot, what you don't like. You have to do one by one by one by one by one. And that would be very, very beneficial for you. You might think, but it's so hard, it's so difficult. Yes, it is. It is difficult, it is hard. Do you know why? Because our lazy, selfish mind tells us it's hard. Because for many people, it is not hard. For many practitioners, it is not hard. It's just depending on your priority. So it's very important to take a look. Remember, Remember, my favorite thing is, within 60 years, everybody in the room will be dead. Every single person in your room that you're sitting in, within 60 years, will be dead. Some 10 years, some 5 years, some 15 years, some 20 years, some 30 years. Everybody sitting in that room that you know, your relatives and loved ones, your children, your friends, most likely within 60 years or close to it, will be dead. Meditate on that. Think about that. So all the things you're happy about, all the things you're unhappy about, makes no difference anymore when your, your mind leaves your body and your body starts to decompose. It doesn't matter anymore. Only the Dharma practice you have done will save you, will help you, will lead you, will guide you. Nothing else is left. And if you, if you find this uncomfortable, it's very good. It means that your mind can perceive and your mind can think. Your mind can have some logic. If you don't find it uncomfortable, you should meditate it until you become uncomfortable. So it forces you to do more Dharma practice. That's very important. So therefore, I want all my students who are listening and I want all of you to please share with other people it is out of my great concern it is out of my great care and it is out of my great um, planning for all of our future that I have posted Vajigini's teachings in short on the blog and if all of you look at it and you practice it you will be practicing Vajigini right now you see you can recite the Wheel of Sharp Weapons you can recite the 50 verses of Guru devotion. You can recite the three principal paths. You can recite and learn the teachings on the eight thought transformations. And you, it can be all directed to Vajrakini. Because you don't have to do her mantra and prayer to be praying to her. You can use the Wheel of Shock Weapons to pray to Vajrakini. You can use the 50 verses to pray to Vajrakini and request her to bless you. Request her to give you her wisdom so you may understand and penetrate. And so when you're doing that, you're focusing on Vodugini. And I would like very much in KH1, the administrators there, the education department there, to explain the blog on Vodugini and the explanations that I have given to everyone in EPO study group, in Malacca study group, in JB study group, in Singapore study group. I would like very much for it to be given in KH1 and KH2 in all the classes that we have to more and more people in the future, this, this particular blog. And I would like in KH1, the education people, to also, at least twice a month, to have teachings from the blog, which means you open up one of my blogs and have a talk, and explanation, and have everybody blog. And there's, uh, I'm sorry, have everybody post a comment. If there's older people there, post a comment for them, read it to them, and make sure they confirm that's what they said. And then they, you can put their names there and you can post it so that their input is there. It's very wonderful and exciting to read everybody's input because it's, Everybody should share what they feel. And don't just write simple inputs and comments like, oh, it's beautiful, it's so nice, it's so wonderful. Write how it affects you. Write what you're going to do. Write specifically how you're going to go about this practice. Why? Because whatever you write can touch someone else's life. Whatever you say can affect someone else's life. So that's why it's important that whatever we write and say, we have to think about it carefully. We have to focus on it carefully. We don't simply do and say and act because everything we say and do can affect someone adversely or positively. For now, besides what I posted on the blog, make it a point to get along with everyone. Make it a point to be kind to everyone. Do not fight, do not show a black face. Do not show impatience. Do not do that to anyone, even if they have harmed you. Do not. Do you know why? Because if you do that to them, then you become just like them. Then you're not any better. And that's not spiritualism at all. Of course, people have hurt you and damaged you. You should not let them hurt you and damage you. And you may be careful with them, but it doesn't mean you need to hold anger towards them. You need to forgive. Remember, ultimately all harm that comes to us ultimately originally came from the harm we gave to other people so whatever harm we have received is harm we have given to other people that's coming one sharp wheel of weapon around back to us so what's very important is whatever harm that we receive we must be patient we must be forgiving we must tolerate because no harm came to us from no causes and the cause of the harm that we have received the cause came from ourselves. the cause came from what we did the cause came from what we have done to others so therefore it must come back otherwise where else does the harm come from where else will it come from it cannot just come from nowhere and some harm we receive are from people These people that give us harm, sometimes they give a lot of help to other people. How come the same people who give us harm can give help to other people? That means that even these people that harm us are not permanent or not fixtures that actually give harm. It is from our own karma. So what's important right now is to do our work conscientiously well. To do our work completely. To never ever do our work half past six or not completely, not well, and to leave it to others, or to be lazy, or to be slow, or to do our work in such a way that we burden others. Why? If we believe in Buddha, and we believe in karma, and we trust our teachers, and we believe in the teachings of the Buddha, then we will not do our work in such a way that we don't do it well, that other people have to make it up for us. Do you know why? Because if you don't do your work well, you leave it for someone else to do for you. How can you eat, sleep late, enjoy, do what you like? Everybody else would like to do what you're doing. Everybody else would like to have good things. Everybody likes to sleep late. Everybody likes to relax. Everybody likes to have freedom of time. Everybody. How come you can't do it and then someone else must cover for you? And you yourself can relax and enjoy. And then you pray and do mantras. And then you read Dharma. And then you go to Dharma Center. Then you go meet your guru. That's not correct. Why? Because behind everyone's back, you are putting your work on other people. And you are using them to enjoy yourself. Or you are using them not to do your responsibility. If you do like that, I'm not saying you are like that. I'm saying if you do like that, then that's not spiritual practice. People think spiritual practice is recite Omani, Pemehom, meditate, make offerings to the Buddha. Those are supportive spiritual practices. Those are not the actual spiritual practice. The actual spiritual practice is to take the burden onto yourself. The more difficult road you take, the more easier road you give to other people. I repeat, my friends, the more easier road you give to other people, the more difficult road you take onto yourself. Do you know why? If you're afraid to take the more difficult road, it's because you're selfish. If you're selfish, you're not spiritual. If you're selfish, you will create more negative karma to harm yourself and others. If you're selfish, you will have to suffer a lot in the future. Selfishness is your enemy. People are not your enemy. Selfishness is the, per- is the thing that brings harm to you no one bring harm on you except your own selfishness so if we find doing more for others is difficult it's not that doing more is difficult for others why because we are selfish and we are not used to it solution we must fight it solution we must do it solution we must do it until it becomes easy we have to do it when it becomes easier to do and we don't, have, we don't see it as a burden, we don't see it as a problem, it becomes easier. And it does become easier, I promise you. Helping people, being kind, taking on their burdens, and doing more for others, definitely 100% becomes easier. Why? It is just a matter of habituation. Once we habituate ourselves to take more responsibility, to be more kind, and to be more considerate to others, and not to put our burdens on other people, once we get used to it, it becomes beautiful and easy. Do you know why? Because when people like you, when people have tears in their eyes, and they say thank you to you, and when people want to be near you, and when people want to be your friend, and when people appreciate you, you will know that that's the right path. Never mind Buddha, karma, and next life. When people appreciate you, and like you, and want to be around you, and you don't need to avoid them, you don't need to run away from them, you don't need to be insecure, that when they like you, it means you are doing a good job. It means that people can feel your kindness and your love. And when people feel that, and they're happy to be around you, that is dharma. So, everybody wants to wake up late. Everybody wants to have easy life, eat good food, relax, and have their own timing and control of their timing. Everybody wants that. But everybody cannot have that, so we must share the burden. We should not put our responsibility onto other people. Do you know why? Because one day, that karma will come back to us. It will come back to us, one way or another. That's for sure. The Buddha cannot be wrong. Secondly, if we put our burdens on others, we don't do our work well, it means that we're still a very selfish person. If we're still a very selfish person, how do we become spiritual? A spiritual person is a person who's not selfish. A a person on the spiritual path is a person who lessens their selfishness. Please let me repeat. A person who is lessening their selfishness is on the spiritual path. The spiritual path is equated to lessening your selfishness. How many mantras you do, how big your altar, how many um, dharma pendants you wear, how beautiful your mala is, is not spirituality. Those are only different methods to help you get to spirituality. So if your selfishness lessens, if your selfishness becomes less, then you are on the spiritual path and you are becoming spiritual. And when you become spiritual, you will like yourself and other people will like you. When you become spiritual, you will like yourself and other people will like you and your children will respect you and your partners and your family will observe a change in you and respect you and you can even bring them to the Dharma. Why? Because how much you have changed. And that's very important. Do your work well. Never burden others. Don't force other people to remind you over and over and over what your responsibility is. When you make other people remind you, it means you're selfish. When you're selfish, you have to expect more suffering and difficulties to come. You have to expect problems to come. Don't push your work onto others. Take your work and do it well and... Take some of other people's work and their burdens, quietly and gently, and do it for them, and with a smile. Make people happy. Take people's burden away. Take people's problems away. Give them good advice. Give them good character. Give them good personality, and give them good energy. Whenever you walk into the room, you should be like a shining light. When people see you, they respect you, they like you, they love you, and they say, you are a good person you are a good person and when you become that person then you are spiritual and when you are spiritual you can bring this spirituality to so many people who need it so many people who have no direction no purpose sad depressed even i meet so many people who want to kill themselves the only way to help them is if we can show them a different path in a different way so therefore Today, I just wanted to, I'm very happy to see many people in the Ladrang department volunteering and working. I'm very happy to see people in KH1 having classes. And I would like the KH1 administrators to give Dharma from the blogs and invite Paris and David to give an explanation because they attend most of my talks. They'll be able to remember and explain and to talk about it to the class and explain. And I would like all the departments to look through the Vajukini blog and explain and talk and tell them what it's all about especially read the comment section because why it will help everyone to bring dharma to other people the more knowledge you have the more powerful become so a summary i would like everybody to do the vajigini practice and how you should do it i've written on my blog very clearly number two a short summary of that again is to take your work and do it all the way and never let your work burden other people Never let your work spill onto other people. Do your work and do extra. Why? Because you are kind, because you are caring, because you are spiritual, because you don't want other people to suffer. Number three, develop yourself to become someone that people like, people respect, people follow, people listen to, and people find happiness to see you. Develop into that person no matter how you were in the past. And the last thing is. If you follow my blog post and you look at the Vajjani post and you read it carefully in the comment section, you can start your Vajjani practice today. Remember, everything we have will be gone. Everything we are going to get will be gone. Everything we are keeping now will be gone. The only thing we can take with us is our mind. So that's very, 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 very important. Okay? I wish everybody well. I wish everybody a good night and I wish everybody a good rest. I'm going to do a very quick dedication, and then I'm going to say goodbye. sabi <laughs> Da-da-an jisin sun la me and Punding gave it to kids on Bob all was on top of each other's to make in the on board and they are the one why you don't this on my dog on you give it to kids on mobile loss on top the shop loss or on practice but you on couple who are one take the burdens of others onto yourself do your work well and conscientiously And make your presence and who you are a pleasure for other people to see and think about. Even when people think about you, they feel happy to think about you. When you make other people happy, that is Dharma. Never make people remind you of what you need to do. Be responsible because you care. Spirituality is being a person whose selfishness is lessening and lessening and lessening. A truly spiritual person is a person who has no selfishness or very little. That's spirituality. Okay? Thank you very much, and good night to everybody. Bye-bye.